aren't looking for anything logical, like money. They can't be bought, bullied, reasoned, or negotiated. Some men just want to watch the world burn. If you want order in Gotham, Batman must take off his mask and turn himself in. Oh, criminals in this town used to believe in things. Honor, respect. Look at you. What do you believe in, huh? What do you believe in? I believe whatever doesn't kill you simply makes you... Stranger. <laughs> Arthur? Arthur. My name's Arthur. Well, there's something special about you, Arthur, I could tell. Where are you from? I live right here in the city with my mother. She always tells me to smile and put on a happy face. She says I was put here to spread joy and laughter. <laughs> One minute of my entire fucking life. Is it just me? Or is it getting crazier out there? Big episode four zero. This is episode 40 of Comic Book Movie Guy, the podcast. And what better to talk about for episode 40 than the Joker? What is it about the Joker? What makes him such an appealing villain? What makes him one of the most used villains on screen? And why has he become almost bigger than Batman at times. It's a great discussion that I'm excited to have. I think that the Joker, no matter who plays him, it's a challenge. It's a challenge for actors. And not just that, it's an honor for actors. And it's, Joker is going off on its own and it's taking off. I was at Indigo today and there was a whole section that was just joker comics and it's like joker's his own thing and they have joker and harley comics joker and harley are going to sell massively in the next two years because with todd phillips joker sequel coming out with joaquin phoenix and lady gaga we're in for something creative, something different. We're excited to see Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn. Absolutely no uh, no shade towards Margot Robbie, as she will always be Harley Quinn for me. Um, but I know that Lady Gaga was born for this role. Um, she was born this way, if you will. Anyways, Lady Gaga is going to kill it as Harleen Quinzel. I don't even know if they're going to go down that route of calling her Harleen Quinzel. But before I go all bluey on ya, as Matt Damon would say in The Departed, this computer's going all bluey on me. I'll get back to you in a second there, Bill. I love that movie. I think the first Joker movie was a big step into um, 
him being his own character and being able to support his own movie. And when you get a guy like Joaquin Phoenix, who is multi-talented as an actor, and you get a girl like Lady Gaga, and you put you plop her in there as uh, Harley Quinn, and you call it a musical, it uh, it might rub some people the wrong way hearing a musical. But for me personally, I get really excited because I know what Lady Gaga can do. And I know what Todd Phillips can do. And I know what Joaquin Phoenix can do. So let's all give this one a really fair try. And I hope that the sequel surpasses the first one, to be honest. Because the first movie is a lot about mental health. And it was a really bold statement. And it was it was what it was. It won what it won. And, uh, you know, kudos to Todd Phillips for finding a way to link the Joker to mental illness and put it in a uh, a film and you know have that film be recognized on the highest stage and I mean how can you not when you got a guy like Joaquin Phoenix and it's only fitting that he won the Oscar just as Mr. Heath Ledger did and you can't do this episode without mentioning Heath Ledger and talking about how great Heath was the guy locked him up locked himself up I should say in a hotel room for six weeks in preparation for this role as the Joker. Um, and listen, when he was cast, you know, I was a bit young, uh, so I wasn't... And I mean, the internet wasn't what it is now with Twitter and everything else. Like, movie news was through newspapers, etc. Um, so to honestly sit here and say that people were upset with Heath's casting, it was true. Um, you hear all about it nowadays that it was like Heath was the pretty boy in uh, A Knight's Tale you know he had done Brokeback Mountain which was very very successful but somewhat obscure for that era of time and uh, listen Christopher Nolan cast who he cast and uh, clearly their vision for Heath was once Heath showed them what he was planning on doing I think it, uh, you know, it did what it did to all of us fans sitting in those seats watching him. Um, he was, uh, he was unlike anything I'd seen and he's unlike anything that I have seen to date. Um, as far as an acting performance goes, fully committing to a role, I just, um, the fact that Batman's my favorite hero and favorite character of all time and always has been. And uh, for a guy like Heath Ledger to put on a performance as the Joker in a film like The Dark Knight when I was a very impressionable kid and just like, I don't know, man, it made me fall in love with, with movies. And I mean, Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy made me fall in love with the comic book genre, funny enough even though Marvel was just on the edge of starting what they started. But, you know, we've, we've witnessed my, my age group, 1995, 94, 96, kind of in there, um, people born in that, that time frame, we've witnessed this up and coming of comic book movies. And it's just, it's gotten bigger and bigger. And a character like the Joker being what it was in The Dark Knight. And, you know, like I said, Heath locked himself up for six weeks in a hotel room, learning the ticks, learning the movements, 
that his Joker was going to have. And I think of things like the the licking of the lower lip, you know, the you want to know how I got these scars, you know, the way he talked, man, it was it was so carefully crafted. It's like a master class on acting, in my opinion. And uh, he, like, I hate the question, who's the best Joker? Because I believe that the Joker is many things. He's mental illness. He's the anarchist. He's funny. He has a heart at times, very rarely, but you do see it. In some of the origin stories in the comics, I think of the killing joke where he's just a poor comedian trying to get by and uh, he ends up in the Red Hood and that's sort of where that comes from. Batman knocks him over by accident and he falls into the acid and uh, Joker is born, if you will. And Joker is born in many different ways in many different stories and he's being born in the films a lot differently too. Like, Arthur Fleck is a made-up alias that Todd Phillips came up with. So now we have an Arthur Fleck that becomes Joker. And, uh, you know, Joaquin Phoenix, like, the fact that we have a sequel to a Joker movie and, like, a Joker movie exists out there that's, like, really good and has a really good performance, like... I always weigh Joaquin and Heath and they'll be forever compared just because of the success of those two men um, and what they had with the character. But it's so different and it's not even comparable in my opinion. Um, they're so they're two completely different visions. It's like trying to compare a Marvel comic to a DC comic and you're trying to sort of take the differences of these two characters and you're trying to like like it's the it's the same greater vision you know what i mean like marvel has their heroes dc has their heroes marvel has their villains and dc has their villains and it's villains plural and it can be multiple versions of that and we're starting to see that more and more so like i guess my hope for the dc universe is that they continue with joker my hope for matt reeves universe is that they continue with barry cogan as joker I liked what I saw. I didn't love the design in the Batman. I really didn't. Um, and it was cut from the film. So clearly, you know, there was something there that held Matt back and said, listen, like, we're not going to have this scene in the movie. Like, it just doesn't fit for what I'm trying to do or whatever the case was. But they released it on YouTube. And you get the psychology behind Batman and the Joker in that scene. And it looks as though Barry is going to be a very good Joker and I want to see more of him as Joker because he seems intellectual he seems very smart uh, a smart smart version of the Joker is really fun to watch and I think of you know how far the Joker has come and it's almost like when Matt Reeves didn't use it in the film I think it was a good choice because if that movie also had Joker in it, and I mean Joker is at the end of the Batman but he's like in it for more of a cameo, if you will. Um, but yeah, Barry Cogan, interesting option. Uh, Irish actor, very talented actor. I, uh, I can't think of the movie that he's in that I've seen, but he was very, very good in it. It's like, it's not Deer Hunter, that's with De Niro, but it was like, oh, Killing of the Sacred Deer. 
Very good film. Highly recommend. A little disturbing, but good. You know, I think that was a 2017 uh, film with Barry Cogan. But, uh, you know, and we've had uh, Cameron Monaghan played the Joker in the Gotham series. And that was, you know, he did various versions. He, there was Jerome. Um, they obviously did uh, Death in the Family Joker with the Staples. Um, I just, I you know, Gotham was... That show for me is just not, it's not on par with the quality that I would like for those characters. That's my only beef with it. I love the lore and I love the the choices that they made with the villains and who to use and who not to use and all this stuff. And I like the young Bruce Wayne that they cast, all that stuff. The dynamic with Alfred was good. But the show Gotham just didn't cut it for me. But there was many versions of the Joker in that show shall we go back to 1989 with Jack Nicholson you know there's a famous golfer named Jack Nicholas I'll share this quickly I am terrified anytime Phil Mickelson who is also a golfer Jack Nicholas golfer and Jack Nicholson anytime those names get brought up I for whatever reason it just completely like throws me in a spiral and I can't think of if it's Jack Nicholson or Mickelson or Nickel. You know, like I know it's not Nickel, but I'm just saying like it stresses me out. Got to remember Jack Nicholson. Anyways, one of the all-time greats. He's a lot like Jack Nicholson is an older actor than I really wrap my head around sometimes. Like he was famous way before I was born and he was in the movies way before I was born and all this stuff and like he played the Joker in 1989 in Tim Burton's Batman. And he was, this is where I say the Joker is funny. He's funny. And he's funny throughout. He's, he's a comedian. And he's also, you know, he's, uh, he's a gangster. He's a gangster, so he's got that side of him. And, uh, you know, Jack did really well. And he fit with Michael Keaton. And um, I thoroughly enjoyed his performance as the Joker. Because it was, it gave me something as a kid to not be afraid of, but to also have as my Joker. Like, he just was, right? And there wasn't another version of the Joker that I was really in tune with besides Batman the Animated Series. And I'll get there. Hold your horses, everybody. I'll get there. But my version of the Joker for a long time was Jack Nicholson until Heath Ledger. My boy Heath Ledger came out, and as I said, you know, to this day, like Heath, yeah, I just, it's, when you're speechless, you know that it sort of, it stays with you, it really does, and uh, that the, the Dark Knight is one of those movies that I can re-watch over and over again and just watch him very detailed watch of Heath Ledger. If you've never done that with The Dark Knight, I highly recommend sitting down and making a point to do a detailed watch on Heath Ledger alone. And uh, you have an entirely different experience watching The Dark Knight. I highly recommend giving that a try sometime. Batman the Animated Series Joker. Mark Hamill. Oh, the man, the myth, the legend. Luke Skywalker himself. Mark Hamill. He was the Joker voice of my 
childhood. And he still is. You know? I watch Batman Beyond. Like, I grew up with... Man, I grew up with Mark Hamill. Because I watched Batman the Animated Series basically from as early as I can remember until even this day I still watch Batman the Animated Series sometimes or I watch Mask of the Phantasm with Mark Hamill's Joker. He had a very unique, a very different approach to how the Joker sounded. He's phenomenal. And there's a clip of Mark at an expo on YouTube where he is asked by the producer to read something from the killing joke um and mark brings up his he's he's got his assistant there and she brings him a cell phone and he's scrolling through what looks like the script and he reads one line from his joker in the killing joke animated film that came out i think it was like 2018 maybe 2016 somewhere in there and uh it's a really cool video because you see him transform and there's all kinds of videos of Mark Hamill performing the voice acting for the Joker, um, whether it be the Arkham games. And that's what I'm talking about too, right? Like the Arkham games are my teenage years. I'm growing up playing the games with the same voices from Batman, the animated series from when I was a kid. And you know, it's, uh, it stays with you, man. And these guys like Kevin Conroy, rest in peace. Um, Mark Hamill, he's probably never going to do the Joker again. But it's like a time capsule, you know? Like, we'll always have those voices. And they'll always be the voices of those characters when I read comics. It's just what I hear. It's just how I feel when I see the character. I just hear Mark Hamill. I just do. And he'll live on forever. Um, Both him and Kevin Conroy as Batman and the Joker. And I guess... It's time to talk about Jared Leto. I will not, and it is Leto, it's not, you know, it's not some bum, you know, Jared Leto was a good actor. He had his Oscar for Dallas Buyers Club, and we know he's a method actor. He really dives in and he stays there. Felt like a great choice for Suicide Squad, but he was cut short. He had 11 minutes of screen time in 2016's Suicide Squad. And this is also another scenario similar to the Snyder Cut where David Ayer, the director for Suicide Squad, had Jared Leto's Joker in the whole movie, had this big plot, big plan, an abusive relationship with Harley Quinn who stole the show in Suicide Squad for sure. Um, And the studio just, man, they, they just killed that movie in a bad way. Like they just... They stripped it down to nothing, and with only 11 minutes of screen time, it didn't feel fair. But then fast forward from 2016 to 2021, and we do get some more Jared Leto Joker in Zack Snyder's Justice League. Now, the pictures that were released for Zack Snyder's Justice League, Zack released a ton of different Joker pictures um, from whatever the shoot was that he had with Jared Leto that day. Um, and it was everything from Leto wearing the Jesus crown to surgical gloves to surgical masks to, you know, looking like a butcher. It was, it was some phenomenal Joker content, like the long, the long grown out green hair, like a post-apocalyptic Joker wearing like the badges of 
all of the police officers he's killed and there were some from metropolis some from uh gotham city like it was uh it was a cool design and you know i i I thank Zack snyder for that every day because i think jared leto deserved a fair shot and while his uh his performance in Zack snyder's justice league is kind of like a throw it in at the end for people who enjoyed and wanted this um it was fan service and it was it felt a little bit you know like it didn't fit in the movie in a way uh that whole nightmare scene that timeline thing like zach did what he could but he filmed all of that on his driveway on his own driveway for like a major um hbo max film to come out and it was filmed on his driveway like that's it's pretty good work um, to shoot that nightmare scene there. And, uh, you know, it just, it sucked for me because although I got the interaction finally between Ben Affleck's Batman and Jared Leto's Joker, um, I knew that it was like that they weren't on set together. So it was just literally, you know, Jared doing his scenes and Ben doing his scenes and they weren't actually on scene together. And, uh, for me, it was a bit of a struggle to wrap my head around that, but I really appreciated that, uh, that little performance from Jared Leto. Um, and I think that, you know, the, the rumors are rumbling up again that David Ayer's Suicide Squad, uh, his cut of it could still come out. James Gunn, you know, he's all about the Suicide Squad and he loves David Ayer and David Ayer loves him and they have nothing but respect for each other. And as we know, James Gunn directed the Suicide Squad movie, the newest one that came out. And it's, you know, it's good. It's got a lot of uh, interesting elements, a lot of violence. Um, Peacemaker's a big part of that. Obviously, John Cena's character kind of took off, and James took that into its own little show there. But uh, I'm not a huge fan of like the John Cena Peacemaker stuff. But you know, for me, Joker, I I I need to see what Air had in mind and what he shot with Jared because everything that he's posted. Um, like little pictures of um, set photos with Leto's Joker and all of this other stuff look pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Would in a different world, if we saw that the first time, maybe he would have been a little more recognized, a little more um, sort of embraced by the fans, if you will. Um, but yeah, Jared Leto was, he got the, he drew the short star, short straw on Joker. That is for sure. So I've talked about all the Jokers that come to my mind, but then I ask you as a fan, who do you cast as the Joker in the upcoming DC universe? For me, it's Willem Dafoe. No ifs, ands, or buts. There's nobody else in line. It's him. And if you don't go that direction, does Todd Phillips do a third Joker movie with Willem Dafoe's idea that he brought up on Jimmy Fallon where he said he would play an imposter Joker to Joaquin's Joker and it would sort of look like, you know, it would be two Jokers sort of battling it out in some form, whatever that looks like. And that seems like a really exciting idea and something that I don't think they should flush down the toilet um, regardless of the success of the second Joker and something that the studio shouldn't uh, take lightly. When a, when a guy like Willem Dafoe is talking about a concept for a Joker movie 
and like the fans have been crying for Willem Dafoe to play Joker for so long. Like he looks like a tall, like Austin made this point to me the other day. He said, a tall, lanky Joker is the one that I know, like from the games, from even in the animated series, like he is, he's a little more buff, I guess, in that. But like a tall, lanky Joker is like, he looks intimidating, right? And he sort of matches up to Batman a bit better for me. And we've gotten into this trend where we sort of cast little Jokers, little wee Jokers. And I mean, Jared Leto's not little and Heath Ledger's not little and Jack Nicholson wasn't little. Um, But Barry Cogan is and Cameron Monaghan is and uh, Joaquin Phoenix is about as small as it gets. (laughs) And it's like, you know, I don't see... Joaquin's Joker ever running into a Batman but Todd Phillips has said that he would use a Batman in his universe too and we've already seen a Bruce Wayne of some form so my question is in the sequel for Joker um, are we going to have more Bruce Wayne cameos more you know like Wayne family cameos or is that kind of like what's the timeline you know like I'm curious what the timeline is for Arthur Fleck and uh, when he meets Harley Quinn and what that's all going to look like. It's all very exciting. Um, the set photos, like I said, of that of what I've seen, it looks to be in line with the same aesthetic as the first film, like the grungy, dirty Gotham that we know, that we know and love, us fans. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I hope that one day we get a Willem Dafoe Joker, and I hope that the character of Joker lives on forever. I know he will. He already has you know, and Batman will always have the number one villain, and that is the Joker. So I thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of Comic Movie Guy, the podcast. I'll remind you to uh, subscribe and like and rate my podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You should have it somewhere. It should be available somewhere. If you feel like listening to some content, you know, I'm your guy. I've been Comic Book Movie Guy. This has been a lot of fun, and I'll talk to you guys on the next one.